wall and I still ain't sold out Hello, everybody. My name is Isaiah Moingen, and that day has finally come. This is the Listen Local podcast. Actually, we are the Lakes Jam podcast presented by Listen Local. We have a new show for you guys, and we're so excited. Uh, we got a full house, and I will stop talking because the man is here today, and that is Ken Lacey. Number one, Isaiah, you need to turn it up a little bit. Your excitement level is not quite there <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, he, he, he needs some more coffee or something like that, yeah. All right, I'm going to express so quick. We'll start over. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm not the man. I'm just one person. We got a great team around all of Lakes Jam, and that's a big reason why we wanted to do these podcasts. And uh, we have a special guest today. Tommy V, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, so Ken said production manager, but what do you, what's your official title and what do you do well, uh, when well, it comes to Lakes Jam? Production manager would be the title, but I, basically I run everything to do with the main stage, um, all the logistics and coordinating for all the artists and the comings and goings. Everything to do with what happens on the stage is, is falls in my world. Tommy's the guy that I stress out when I say I'm going to fly a drone around the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's one of my favorite parts of the day. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm excited for this as well. It's something, Ken, I know we've talked about for months now. To We've had you on our podcast, you know, time and time again, talking about Lakes Jam and stuff like that. But it just seems right to have a Lakes Jam podcast dedicated to you guys. Um, it's awesome. And who better to have on first than Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I want to give a, a shout out, a big thank you to uh, listen local and blaze air this podcast idea you guys were the first to come to mind even thinking about doing this so we appreciate your support yeah. and your excitement for lakes jam appreciate it yeah that means a lot and i know like i said isaiah i wouldn't have it any other way Ken. Yeah. <laughs> you're um, my favorite this is easy awesome. now <laughs> <Get worried. laughs> yeah calm down isaiah <laughs> well one thing that we have to talk about right away and i've already talked about it quite a bit on the listen local podcast is favorite artist that's coming to town this year so guys this is the artist that i'm really geeking out about <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm really excited and tommy i don't know if you knew this but um we actually did a podcast last year uh at lakes jam behind stage and we had hopper on and we were just talking or whatever and we actually all put in a guess because we had we had no idea right put in a guess of who we thought next year's headliner was going to be and because they always you guys always announce it saturday night and i think, I think uh, we need to just play the button should Isaiah. i play the button yeah let's recap a minute of last year's oh my gosh. lakes jam for us <laughs> i think hardy is going to headline saturday, i knew you saturday were next, next year so anyways yeah. uh I guess Hardy for this year's headliner. So, and and where were you when it got announced? Uh, we were in the <laughs> we were behind stage uh, meeting Priscilla Block. Yep. Yeah. So, so you didn't even get to hear the. Announcement, I didn't even get to hear it. I was I, really mad. I was like, Jacob comes screaming down the hill. Did you? Oh my gosh! I say, did you? Did you hear it? I'm like, hear what? What do you mean? And he goes, Oh man! He was just geeking out. I did because I'm like, how did you not hear this? How did I hear this? Because I don't know how I and didn't. here's the funniest thing. Part of that clip we didn't get to is like i said is hardy a i said i don't know enough about country i should after like doing all of these festivals i said is hardy a you know headliner name and isaiah looks at me like i'm an idiot and he goes <laughs> have you seen any of his performances when i see stuff he's opening for morgan wallen and stuff like that but that's not normal like he's not a normal opener you know and and i i learned that very quickly mm -hmm. and when you guys played that video of Hardy sold out. Yeah. That's when I knew this next year's 
yeah, he's a headliner for sure. Definitely. He's ju- definitely jumping up the ladder quick. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people had that exact same thought as you is, mm-hmm. is that a headliner? Is that a headliner? And I don't think a lot of people realize how much Hardy is out there mm-hmm. until you really focus on it. And then you start listening because of all the songs he's done with all the other major artists. And he writes for, I mean, he wrote, he wrote God's country, mm-hmm. you know, yep. it's, he's written so much for so many different artists that it's, it's I think, Everyone after a couple months started to realize, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so far, uh, sales have kind of shown that. Yeah. Too, well, and, so. and his story is so heartwarming and incredible. The fact that he was a writer first, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of these guys, you know, do start that way, but there are some bigger performers that are kind of just, they get thrown songs and, you know, they blow up because of who they are and the people that are promoting them. But the fact that he he's writing most yeah. of his songs and. I mean, sold out is potentially the coolest song yeah i'm still he's got new it. stuff coming that's yeah. been coming out so, wait in the truck i mean you got him at the right time right you know? it, because that's what you try to do on these festivals mm-hmm. you know is you try to get guys and then have them explode in between the time you buy them and the time you pl- they play yep. your stage and right and that was a perfect hit on yeah. him and it seems like lakes jam has that a lot you know you're getting like when you booked jordan davis and gabby barrett that was before they had won the awards new artist of the year and then they're there last year and you know, they're big names by that point. Same thing, I think, with Hardy. We've seen it with, was it um, Isaiah Knows More? Was Chris Jansen out there one year? Was yeah, that him? yeah, he was yeah. there. Yeah, he's but been this year, there a few years. This yeah. year, too, Jackson Dean, Jackson Mitchell Dean. Tenpenny. Right. I yeah. mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mitchell Tenpenny, he's right on the edge there mm-hmm. to really start blowing And up. that's the art to, you know, putting a festival together is finding these guys, you know, because at, at that point before they explode, you can afford them. Right, yep. you know, yep. and then once they explode, it's a it's a different financial conversation as Ken knows. So you, that's the trick to it: is try to get as many of those guys on there, and and uh, and then you win. We like to win. Oh yeah, and, and I think that was a little bit uh, went into like my deciding as far as picking the artists because I knew I'm trying to think. Okay, who's up and coming? That's going to be big. That's not huge, yep. but that's not going to cost a bunch of money and whatever. It's and he he was kind of on that on that level. I was like, man, and I was really digging him at the moment. So, well, and getting back to the Lakes Jam team a little bit, and we've got Travis Banks on our team. Works with our national buyer and is involved in a lot of that process. So, a mm-hmm. big pat on the pat back to Travis for that. Yeah, he puts in a lot of time. Yeah, yep. a lot of time. Real quick, Tommy V is with Rock House Productions, and this this will be what the fourth event you're fourth be pre- in five producing? years. Yeah, yep. I think something wow. like that. And and it's been an awesome relationship. Well, thank so. you. Yeah, it has. We love it. I mean, we we uh, we're fortunate in with our production company to be able to work a lot of festivals, and uh, and Lakes Jam is all of our favorite. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in this room. It's the truth. It's the best run festival in the country. Um, and I say that coming from a lot of other festivals mm-hmm. and, uh, and might get in trouble for <laughs> saying that uh, in a place where other people can hear it, but I don't care. Um, no, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, uh, Ken refers to the Lakes Jam team and it's an amazing team of people. And, and I, I tell you, man, these things don't, they're monsters and they, and they don't typically run as smooth as this one does. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the best compliment I can give Lakes Jam, and this probably isn't what you guys want to hear, but, um, but the best compliment I can give is, is from, from from my standpoint, it's a really boring festival, and and that and that is awesome for me. Um, I mean, I know out in front of the stage, it's it's the best party of the summer in the state of Minnesota. But from that that barricade back, I like it to be as boring as it can possibly be because that's when I know everybody's doing their jobs right. And this is that, and it's not normal. I mean, I most festivals I'm on, it's it's it, you know twenty hour days of pulling. Mm-hmm whatever hair you have on your head out uh, <laughs> dealing with just 
issue after issue, and that doesn't happen at this festival, with the exception of the the Hardy uh, announcement last summer. <laughs> I the was going to get into that. Oh God, yep. <laughs> yeah. So the, we had to play this video. Hang on, I'm about to be laying on the floor here. Um, <laughs> we had to play this video for the announcement that you guys were referring to. And, and, you know, five minutes before that video was to roll, the system wasn't working. It just was not working. And, and luckily, my assistant, uh, this guy, Thomas Cabot, who I couldn't do any of this stuff without. Thomas is, a, is great. Yeah, he's awesome. And, and he's a video guy. Uh, but, but in that five minutes while everybody's ramping up this announcement, he and I were completely rewiring the video system to get it to override their system, mm. put it in our wow. system, and play that video. And that's a little bit of the life. You know, I mean, it was, it was five minutes of sheer terror, and it went off on time. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this isn't going to go on time. But it's, you know, five minutes of sheer terror to get something like that out and 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 uh that's kind of a part of the job you know yeah um tommy i do have a question do you enjoy skillet performances hardy performances or maybe more of the gabby barrett where it's more less pyrotechnics less smoke all of that you know and just the singing um you know i i love skillet i've worked with them a bunch over the years one they're great people mm -hmm. they're, they're just you couldn't work with better people they're just the nicest group of folks um for as much production as they typically bring to a show they're super easy to work with and usually again in my world the more production the harder the job um you know trying to put five bands on that stage um, and, and give everybody space. Well, right. I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but at halfway or at Lakes Jam, we try not to make it look like the openers standing on a postage stamp. Right. You know? yep. We try to get every uh, everybody a decent amount of stage so they can do the show that Ken's paying them to do. Mm -hmm. And um, and and so you bring in all these production elements, and it it, it really affects that. And it's because everything takes up space, and we, you know we have a limited amount of space. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the best show, so, and 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 I do appreciate the guys that could that could have the ability to come out there and stand at a microphone mm -hmm. and sing and captivate an audience. That's awesome. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm a, you know, once you get it all up and running and get everything working, it's, it, you know, by the time the show plays mm -hmm. it, my job is done. Right. So then I just get to sit there and be a fan. Right. You know? Yeah. So. I know. I told Ken this earlier this year when they announced skillet, um, from a visual stand standpoint, when we're doing video and stuff like that, skillet is still probably, we do, I've, we've done 25 festivals now over the last three years and skillet still stands out as one of the top, um, visually appealing we've ever done. And it, it's really cool. And, and I, if you, once again, if you have not seen Skillet um, and you don't think they're a big enough name, watch them because I was that person. I said, who is Skillet when I saw them a couple of years ago? And they are. That was like five years ago yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you weren't, you weren't here when we no, did Skillet would, last nope, time. Yeah. Nope, nope. And it's, uh, and we've been lucky to run into them at a, a, another couple of events too. And it's like, they're great, great to yep. work with, but also it's one of the most coolest performances I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're a massively cool man. Yep. All right, Tommy. So we talked a little bit about what you're doing for Lakes Jam, but I just learned a lot of the lot more about you over the last three or four months uh -oh. in the backstory. <laughs> so no, this is good. This is I, you know, I I kind of heard a little bit, but I really didn't know much. But talk a little bit about your dad and your your intro into the music world and, okay. and all those things. Yeah. So m my father was Bobby V, the '60s, uh, you know, singer. He was from from the Midwest, but he he had a national world or an international worldwide career. He had 38 chart hits uh, around the world, um, and toured from 1959 until 2011. And I was his bass player and production manager for the last 25 years of that. And that's how I got into this. 
Um, I come at it from the musician side. I'm still a touring musician. I, I still play with a bunch of cool people and, 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 uh, that's fun. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, my brother and I started managing my dad. Uh, he fired his manager in the early nineties and, and we just kind of took over in the interim and then ended up managing the rest of his career, um, myself on the production side. Uh, and, and it was awesome, man. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I've got to tour all over the world. I've played with, you know, if you look at a pull up the, the music charts from about 1956 to about 1970, I've played with just about everybody on those charts, um, either backing them in their band or playing on shows with them. So, I mean, literally everybody from, you know, the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin and, and, you know, going back to, you know, Chubby Checker and, and Chuck Berry and Little Richard and, you know, uh, so that, that was absolutely awesome time in my life. And it, it, you know, once my dad retired and then he, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and eventually passed away. And I was at a point where I didn't want to be on the road as much. So that's when we started the production company and really started working on, you know, when I do these, I can be home most of the time, you know, except for at the festival, you know, the five, six days I've got to be there. But other than that, I'm not getting on a bus every night and driving to the next town, which I love. Tell, is it Bob Dylan? The yeah. Pian- tell that story. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So when my dad was starting out in Fargo in 59, um, his first hit record was in 59. And, and he, uh, they, they had a little four-piece band, guitar, bass, drums, or a couple guitars, bass, drums. My dad was singing. And, um, and they wanted to add a keyboard player. And, and my uncle, had, uh, who was in the band, had, had gone into the little rec- Sam's record land in Fargo one day. And there was a kid in there that came up and started talking to him. said, hey, you know, here with the, the band was called The Shadows. And he said, you know, you're one of the V-Boys with The Shadows. Said, yeah. I said, well, I play piano and I'd love to, you know, play with you guys. And said, well, let's go uh, do a little audition. So they went to the local radio station where there was a piano and the kid sat down and started playing and he was pretty good in the key of C. He could only play the white keys, but, um, but you know, he's, he was ripping. And, and, and so my uncle went over and told my dad, he said, you know, I think we found this guy that, that can join the band. And dad said, cool. What's, what's his name? He said, his name is Elston Gunn with three N's G U N N N. And, uh, and yeah, and he was a really eccentric kid. And he was, he had told my dad and my uncle that, that he, he had just come off the road with Conway Twitty, which at that time was a huge deal. Conway oh, yeah. was huge. And he said, yeah, I was, you know, played keys in Conway's band, which is totally not the truth. And, um, and so they hired him and they went out and they did a couple of shows and they went to pick him up for the first gig and, and he didn't have a piano. Oh. Uh, well, you know, piano player with no piano. <laughs> so they, they get to the gig, which was, you know, some, you know, little town hall or somewhere in North Dakota. And there's an old piano on the stage. And so they played that and it wasn't in tune. And, and, uh, and, and you played about half the songs, anything in the key of C he played and the rest of them, he just kind of sang background vocals. And, and, uh, and the way my dad told the story from there, you know, they, they, they did a couple weekends worth of shows and it just wasn't going to work. He didn't have a piano and it was just, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have a vehicle big enough to haul a piano. So they let him go um, mutually agreed to part ways and and he went on down to the cities and then my dad the way my dad tells it he was in new york about uh in greenwich village about four years later and walking down the street and he walked past a record shop and in the window of this record shop there was this album and the picture of a guy on it said bob dylan on the top and, and dad said man that looks a lot like elston gunn and it turns out elston gunn was bob dylan and he, he so he was with my dad for a couple of weeks uh, about a month in the 50, in 59 the weird thing is is that he always remembered that and if you read chronicles and you watch any of the bio, biographical stuff he talks about that as a really kind of big turning point in his career they remained friends for the rest of their my dad's life but yeah. you're yeah. talking about bob dylan was the one who made yeah. those comments yeah yeah, yeah. so awesome. in, in dylan's book chronicles and in a couple of the movies he he, he dedicates a, a decent amount of time to talking about that time period and in 2013 when he played um the uh, midway stadium mm-hmm. 
Um, he did something. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Dylan, but Dylan yeah, yeah. does not speak. You know, the, the show starts. He doesn't say good evening. He doesn't say thank you. He doesn't say good night. Doesn't say anything. And about towards the end of that show, my dad was at the show that night, and and uh, and Dylan did this whole thing where he actually spoke and you know t- said some really nice words about my dad and that he was there. And then played one of my dad's tunes, which I later found out oh. from Charlie Sexton, who was the guitar player in the band, that they, they learned it on the bus on the way in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they played it. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so my background, if I think both of you know, is sports. And, and um, I was a sports reporter in the cities for 10 years. Underwater I, basket weave? Actually, the ultimate tag. But, um, so, <laughs> but everyone asked me, like, of your 10 years doing that, I mean, who was, like, an athlete that stood out when you interviewed them or something like that. And, and I always go back to Torrey Hunter cause he was the, he was my favorite baseball player growing up. And, and we, we ended up having a lot of conversations in the press box, which is so fun. And it's so nice to like meet these guys outside of their professions and outside of their careers. Um, another one was a buddy of mine, Trevor Bauer, who's a pitcher and just these normal people. Um, so then I, so I want to ask you guys from both standpoints, can you and Travis getting these guys to come in and, and your team to come into Lakes Jam, who's maybe been the easiest to deal with and maybe a guy or gal that you connected with when they were in town? You know, I'm not a very good person to ask because I don't spend much time <laughs> you backstage. Know, well, you're always everyone. Around. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, you got to meet. I, right. I don't really right. generally meet hardly any of them. Yep. I think Montgomery Gentry was one of the few that I happened to be backstage and they were getting together to do a prayer before they were going on stage and uh, got to just talk to them for five minutes and talk about how they're playing video games with their kids and things like mm-hmm. that. And I, I thought that was really cool. And then I ran into Priscilla Block, you know, yeah, she was two backstage and she was fun to talk to. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, other than that, I, yep. there hasn't been a, a whole lot. It's all we don't, so <laughs> we don't see a lot of them. Even me, when yeah. I, I'm on that stage every minute of the day and yep. you really don't see the artist. I mean, right. we, you know, I, I have, you know, great friends that are in the bands and on the crews and guys mm-hmm. that I meet and, and run into from year to year, um, on different festivals. And, and, but yeah, I mean, the artists themselves, you know, you, most cases, you know, you, you kind of meet them as they're walking on stage. Right. You okay. Know? So thank you. So, yeah, I mean, I just always wondered that too, from your guys' perspective, but I guess it's all, it's really is, it's a run and gun. You guys are all business that week and you got to get your, got to get your shit done. So you can't worry about yeah. Being friends with uh, Gabby Barrett. Speaking of friends, I've got my ass chewed like four <laughs> times by state by management for artists. But uh, I try to I head that I off at the pass when I can. But that's when I'm walking around the concert bowl and my yeah. phone rings and it says, "Hey, we need you backstage." I'm like, they generally don't need me backstage unless there's a problem. Is it too soon uh, to talk uh, about flags at Lake Jam? No, <laughs> I, I I'm not mentioning any names, any I'm, mans, and and generally, and, and I'm gonna say this outright: it's generally not the artists. Right. It's yeah. usually. Yeah, right. The, the manager exactly um and they've got issues with this or that and some justified some i th- think they fabricate to yeah up to show their proof but um yeah i've had some nice <laughs> conversations backstage that's for sure yeah. and and I, I will say without connecting too many dots I, I i did get a chance to hang out with the brothers osborne guys a lot just because there was some peripheral mm-hmm. stuff going on that we had to deal with yep and um and and those guys were great and 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 i i knew immediately that it wasn't coming from them right that the issue wasn't coming from them mm-hmm. which then gives lets me know how to handle the situation because as soon as oh, i yeah. know the artist is cool then yep. then yep. you can kind of go head to head with management a little bit and and you know so it's 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 a tightrope yeah. act yeah. for sure that's exactly yeah. what we have to go through too because yep. we we were told on a festival no 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 absolutely not and then they the it was it might have even been low cash they saw us flying for somebody else and they like uh preston comes up to us and is like 
we want that. Yeah. And that's all it takes. And you're right. Brothers Osborne, the guys were awesome. We talked with them. Yep. They there were was great. Somebody else in the team that wasn't so well, nice. and I get it. You know, especially with the yeah. drone, with the drone thing, yeah. because you know, drones relatively new technology, and yep. and I've been on these deals where they they say, yeah, this is our drone guy, and 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 you look at the dude, he's over there <laughs> paging through the manual trying to yeah. figure out, and I'm just like, he's yeah. got to kill somebody, right? You know, we, we've we've gotten around you guys enough now to know yeah. that you know what you're doing, right. and I now I can go confidently go to the tour manager or the production manager to say, look, right. th it's the real deal. These guys know what they're doing. And, yep. and, and, um, and then th that's usually enough to sway it. But yeah, yeah I mean, a couple years ago, it was such new technology that, mm -hmm. you know, and literally I w looked off the stage once and they're, you know, being bragging about this drone guy mm -hmm. and he's literally over there paging through the manual. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's just like a lot of different things. When we, we started this partnership with Ken and Lakes Jam. I, my first thing was like, we can't have other drones because I put so much faith in my guys that I don't want to worry about like some idiot flying their drone out there and then people thinking it's us, right, you know? So, right. but yep. no, it's been fun. And like I said, working with you and, and getting to meet you at, at Lakes Jam and these other festivals, it, it's sort of nice when I, when I hear that you're going to be the band manager or the stage manager, I'm like, nice thank you yeah and it, you know and, and it's it's fun getting to know people yeah. you know because i've run into the same people from mm -hmm. festival to festival and, sure. and and you get those relationships going and it makes the day go easier and it takes mm -hmm. some leg workout because i i know what you guys bring to the table you know how i work so yeah absolutely I mean, the first 20 minutes of the conversation is already done yep. because it's just what time you're showing up what do you want to do what do i need to get approved yep you know absolutely. that kind of stuff so yep. um yeah so nice. it, it makes life a lot easier Yep. You know. The last couple of minutes are just a perfect example of kind of why Lakes Jam's gotten to where it's at. We have such great relationships and good people all around, and that's kind of exactly why we're here for this podcast. Yep. So yep. it's awesome. And, and one of the things that I hear, because I mean, I, like I'm already having conversations for this summer's Lakes Jam. I mean, I'm already doing mm -hmm. the real kind of far out pre-advance, we call it. And I'm already talking to some tour managers and some production managers and just making sure, you know, I know who I'm supposed to be dealing with. And the one thing that I hear with Lakes Jam more than any other, any other festival on those first calls is, oh man, we've heard so many great things yeah. about these, this festival from the guys that haven't been there before. Oh, 100%. Um, and that's, and awesome. that's always my goal. And I know with the Huff team, Carolyn and Eric, you know, who, who kind of run the back of house stuff, the catering and, and, and transportation and all that. Um, I know between the three of us, our goal is that people, the artists leave there having the best day they've had on that tour. Absolutely. Um, because when you're an artist and you're rolling through 30 of these shows and, you know, and they're all the same. I mm -hmm. mean, they, we like to think that, you know, we're different and we are in a lot of ways, but for them, yeah. you know, they'd pull a bus into a backstage area into some sort of field somewhere yeah. and they get out and walk into some sort of tent or camper and, it, you know, the days are all the same. Yeah. So do, finding ways to, to make yourself stick out so that at the end of that tour, they're going, you know, that Lakes Jam gig, that was cool. And I hear it every year. When I, you know, yeah. we talked to, you know, whoever the headliner was last year, you know, we yeah. talked to the, those guys told us it was awesome, you know, and we're looking forward to it. And they told us, you, what I love is when they say, they told us everybody knows what they're doing. So we know it's going to be an easy day. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're going to get off on the right foot on this one. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I'm not trying to be biased or anything it's we're we're lucky to be able to travel the country and do what we love but right here in our backyard is the most unique fun music festival we ever do um and i know ken works on that i mean isaiah says more than a music festival i've probably more than ken does even on this thing <laughs> yep. but it, it truly is you know and i know music is such a huge part of why people come there but like it's so unique i think is just probably the best word because once you're outside of that music bowl it's a whole new ball oh, game, man. you know? Yep. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And, and we're not just saying that to pat Ken on the back and the rest of the team. And it actually is pretty sweet out there. 
Well, it's because we had a lot of help. Yep. Yeah. Right, Isaiah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes an army to put that thing together. Yep. Oh, uh, man. I'm just thinking of Priscilla. Like, we keep talking about Priscilla Block, but, man, she was having a blast out there. She... Well, at one point, she's in the zoo doing a beer bong, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so. out of a boot. And then she brought it up on stage boot. and did it out right. of the boot again. Yeah, so. yeah, I love it that when we need to hear the stories of the artists and having fun out there because it just makes – it puts a smile on everyone's face too, I think. so. Yeah, and every year we get – one of the artists will want to go do the drifting or do – you know, you know mm. there's always one guy that's like, hey, I want to go do that, you know, yep. and, and that that's always fun. Yep. All right, Tommy, so who is probably the most – all around the best act that you've worked with in your career. Um, and, 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 and I understand there can be a lot of very close seconds. So no other acts yeah. to take offense to what, what yeah. your answer is, but um, I mean, on the festival side of things, um, I would say probably, and, and again, for me, I have to preface this by saying that it, it, I'm selfish. It comes down to who, you know, who did the, who was the best act that I've ever worked with. And that, always relates to how easy they were to work with. Yep. Um, and, you know, Blake Shelton's crew is awesome. Um, those guys. Uh, but really, I would have to say probably Zach Brown Band. I mean, those guys, okay. yeah, they, 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 they're just the nicest guys. It's like it, it's like a college frat party rolling down the road in a bunch <laughs> of buses, and they get there, and it's, you know, used. I'm used to guys, the production manager coming and saying, this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it, this is what I need from you. And, and with those guys, it's like, so what do you want us to do? You know, how much space do you need on stage? When do you want us done? You know, and I'd, I'd tell them, out, and, they're, all right. and they, you know, they did everything I asked them to. And a great show and great guys. They hung out on the stage all day. They were very complimentary. You know, they're watching the earlier acts. You know, the guys oh, in the yeah. band are on stage watching the opening acts. You know, and I mean, sometimes there's 50 people out in the crowd watching that. But, you know, but the guys were there watching. So, you know, I just, I love that. I just love guys that love doing what they're doing. Um, outside of that, I mean... I'll tell a quick story here and I'll make this quick, but, but this relates to what, uh, what I think is the coolest band in the world and, and how they roll. Um, playing in London on a, on a UK tour, we finished a tour at the London Palladium with my dad. This was back in the late, 90s early 2000s and so it was the last night of the tour and the palladium being where it is in london, central london it's it's a it's a show that a lot of if you're going to get vips out as guests to the show that's the place they're going to come so that particular night we're standing backstage and every t you know half hour before the show and every now and then you just hear the crowd go nuts and i finally asked the the, the backstage manager I said what's that all about and she said well somebody famous just walked in and uh, and we weren't hearing who was coming in, but uh, so we you know the show starts. We go out and uh, we walk out onto the stage and we start the first song. And I look down and sitting in the second row, right in front of me, is Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh, Tim Rice, and Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. And um, and they were just having a blast. They were there with their wives and just hooting and hollering and having a great time. So after the show, there's a there's a little meet and greet upstairs, and those guys were all there. And Ronnie Wood invites my dad and and my mom was out on that tour, and I was there with my I had my wife. A bunch of us invites us all to this party. So we go to this party with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Partying with the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Go, to, go to this party with Andrew Lloyd Webber, from, you know, he, he, wow. the, the, the playwright, and, and, um, and Ronnie Wood. And so at the party, Ronnie's like, we should, we should go out for dinner tomorrow night. We should go have a bunch of fun. And, and we were scheduled to fly out the next morning. So it <laughs> sounds great. So I kind of excused myself in the next room, called our, uh, a gal at Northwest Airlines at that time. Said you need to change our flight right now. <laughs> I don't care what it costs you. So she did, and so we we stayed over. And the next night, we he, Ronnie owned this club in Kensington, and um, 
and so we met him there for dinner and and uh got there at about eight o'clock at night and, and just missed mick jagger he had come by but oh, had to leave so we, we didn't get to meet him that night but so that we get we met him about eight o'clock at night had dinner had a bunch of drinks you know partied up wound up going back to his place at about one in the morning we left his house at seven in the morning and uh, yeah, and, and then became friends with him, and and so I've gotten to see a little bit into that world, and and the way those guys roll, you know, you would think that would be, uh, uh, you know, kind of the most strictest of, of of environments, but they're just super super cool, nice people. When that happens, um, and I know they didn't go on stage and sing, but when let's say for example, uh, I think one year Tracy Lawrence came back on and played with whoever was the headliner that yep, night yep. when that happens um do you know beforehand that's going to happen or is it sort of a spur of the moment thing uh, it, it, yes yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, like the um, gwen stefani you, thing yeah, yeah. so usually yeah. i do know with, with gwen i found out about uh 10 minutes before yeah. he went on um and and she literally made the decision that quick yeah. she was just like oh, i want to do this yeah and um it, you know and 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 again they were so cool and mm-hmm. and 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 the way the production manager he came over and told me this is what's going to happen and he said i don't need anything out of you he right said, you know it's we were all contained in house and and sometimes you get those situations where there's a spouse of an artist who's a famous person and yeah. and all like when we we didn't find out till that morning that she was even coming right and and in the past i've had that happen and then all of a sudden there's a security meeting and there's mm. this and there's that and there's all oh, yeah. all the rules of the day change because of this person that you're not even paying to be there yeah and um and it's a bunch of hoops and 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 in in this case and that's why i referenced blake earlier is because yeah. they yeah. just said look this is all on us. We will take care of everything. There was a couple of very minor security things they asked me for, which was a piece of cake to do. We did it and it was done. Yep. And you guys were there. I mean, mm-hmm. when she walked out onto that stage, it blew, like, yeah, it was chilly. It like, blew it the non-existent of, yeah. roof off the building. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so oh, that, yeah. so Ken, that's exactly why we need to get Lainey Wilson out just for one song this year to with oh, Hardy. <laughs> you know, we always pray for things yeah, like that to right. happen. Well, you know, it's really cool this year because we got Hardy and we got Puddle of Mud, and Hardy right. covers a song Blurry, but oh, really? they're on different nights, so I don't know if the Puddle of Mud people would hang around or if Car- Hardy would come early, yeah. but you always think how cool it would be if those yeah. things, but oh, it's a long shot I'm for big, any of that kind I'm of stuff I'm a big fan of mashups and stuff. Like I had no clue he Hardy could come early. That'd be okay with us. <laughs> yeah, I, say I would love that. Yeah, we, we'll do a podcast. Seeing <laughs> a partying with somebody, party with Party with Hardy. I've I've got great puddle of mud stories. I don't know if I should tell them or not, but uh, I, I hear they're doing better now, and that, yeah, that that's that's, that's all I hope for. But yeah, yeah, no. Um, I but I wouldn't be surprised if if Scanlon stuck around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would, that would be the more likely mm-hmm. outcome. And I know those guys are friends, so maybe that'll happen. Yeah, I love when that's that what. Do you know? Have are are he and Hardy friends? I'm assuming maybe because Hardy did the song that they might be. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I I've seen some stuff of them hanging out together, so okay. I, I would assume at the Ooh, very least boy. they know each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Hardy covering Blurry is a huge deal for for Wes because right. he wrote the tune. He's got the publishing on it, so um, mm. you know that's that's putting money in his bank account. So I'm sure he's uh, <laughs> at the very least very appreciative of it. You sure. Know? So well, we might have to work an angle there. A little <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put that on my list of questions when I when I advance. <laughs> but uh, you know, you brought up Lainey Wilson and and that intro video. I was kind of telling you know you guys did our our well our recap video yeah, for yeah. this year. And in the beginning of it, that truck comes out. Yeah, and it's like all of a sudden Hardy's video with. Laney comes out and Isn't it's that crazy. It's very similar yeah. looking truck. And I it was know. like, what are the odds that <laughs> if, I knew, if we odds? knew that was coming out, we would have even put a little <laughs> clip of that, like on the radio station they were ahead in the truck there. But yeah, we, uh, I love when, when that st- sort of stuff happens and, and, um, 
I mean, yeah, even since that day, like I mentioned earlier, Hardy keeps coming out with a new hit each each month, it seems like, you know. Well, this whole album releases pretty soon. Does it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was sometime in January. I yeah. I to double check. But. Yep. Um, he's really bringing, and I love it because I love rock music. And so he's bringing that kid rock feel to the new age now, too. And it's really cool to, to see. Talking about collaborations, too. So Dustin Lynch, one of our headliners. Yep. Um, earlier in the year when he was playing, I don't know where it was in Minnesota, but Haley James. Mm-hmm. And so she's a younger artist here in, in, in the Midwest, part of the Midwest CMO. And she played uh, Lakes Jam last year in the VIP tent, and she's done pre-jam party for us. But Dustin Lynch pulled her up on stage, and she sang with Dustin last year. Oh, really? Yeah. So we were already trying to make that. You know, I reached out to Haley, and unfortunately, she's playing at uh, Country Fest that weekend. Oh, yeah. So we can't make that happen. That's but a- that would have been a fun thing to kind of – Yep. Kind of relive um, too. Yeah, because yeah. there's that duet he has. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it is with her. And, and, um, and I saw him play at a couple years ago. It was the U.S. Bank. I went to Vikings game, and he was there was like That's a party. Right. There was a party yep. they had before yeah. the Vikings game, yep. and he played. And but it was funny because he pulled somebody out of the stage to sing it, and she was hammered <laughs> <laughs> and it did not go like he planned <laughs> yeah. That's, i remember that yeah. yeah that was your i think the cowboys game right because i was inside no, i think it was the seahawks game. was it okay because i was watching it inside on the yeah. big screen and you were outside and you're like hey i'll be in there in a little bit no dustin lynch came and isaiah was not there till like the end of the first quarter <laughs> <laughs> so tommy all right now obviously no names or descriptions dates whatever but what's probably the worst experience you've had on production on a show um well, let's see. I mean, the, the hardest things are last summer, as you know, Ken, uh, we had a lot of weather issues last summer, not only at Lakes Jam, but at a bunch of the, the yeah. area festivals. And I had an issue come up at one of the festivals with an artist. You know, it was one of those days where it was kind of would rain for a while, then it would clear up a little bit, then it would rain. And then all of, all of the while, they're kind of forecasting it to get crazy in the evening, but you can kind of tell it's not going to happen. And, and dealing with a, a tour manager that just was set on, on – not performing the show mm-hmm. um and the weather wasn't really going to be there to justify it for him and just that fight all day with that particular artist tour manager um and in the end we ended up canceling the show 10 minutes before they went on because the weather did take a turn that it didn't look like it was going to take but you know that that kind of stuff is is and, and last summer was hard i mean we what we dealt with it with tesla and luckily those guys were gamers oh tesla they were yeah. their manager was awesome yeah he's great so. and and you know and and i worked with them that was probably my 10th or 12th tesla show i don't know but i know all those guys and that helps because sure you know it, it, i know them well so uh but but they were they were I mean, they were determined to play, and they, they didn't seem no. to care what time. That way you get done at 3 a.m. for yeah. all they cared. Well, that they, was... wa- they wanted to go on, you know, closer to 11 or something like that, and I don't know if you remember this, but we were still in dealing. I mean, that storm was forming right over the stage, oh, so yeah. it's like we, <laughs> yep. there was no forecast that was going to tell us what was going to happen. And and I remember at one point you and I and, and I think the Huffs got together, and, and I said, well, and he was the, – the tour manager was adamant that they go on during this storm. And I'm, yeah, so we I, were writing up liability yeah, contracts. So right there on the flyer you were to, yeah we yeah. got together quick and wrote a waiver and and uh and printed it out and i said well if you sign this i'll let you go on and he read i'm not signing that I said, great we'll wait then yeah and um you know because in, in my world that's that you know the worst case scenario is that that you know you put an act on and that something bad happens um 
it's happened over the years with Indiana and a couple things up in Canada and around the world. And, and so that, that's what keeps me up at night. And when that weather stuff starts happening, it's just like your mind is just stuck in the worst case scenario. Yeah. Is I, it, is it more of like the, the, the safety of the crowd or is it more of like the liability of the acts that you have to worry it, about? It's all of it. It's okay. all of it because, you know, if, like in Indiana, um, you know, several years ago at the state fair, the Sugarland show, you know, the, the, the PA blew down into the crowd and several people were killed. Oh, um, oh, wow. but, but we, you know, what we, so we have to be concerned about all of it. And, right. and, and, um, you know, the, 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 you always err on the side of safety. And, and so, you know, I mean, I had to cancel a couple shows. We had to cancel Miranda Lambert last summer. We had to cancel Duran Duran, um, you know, and, and, you know, you always have to err on the side of safety. And sometimes you do this and then, um, and then the storm doesn't develop or, or it passes 10 miles north of you. And, and you just pulled an artist off the stage and cleared 45,000 people out of a concert bowl. And, you know, everybody in the crowd's going, well, what do we, you know, but, right. you, you know, the, the reverse is that that storm rolls over you, you go and then somebody gets hurt, you know, and, and that you, it, it, you just can't recover from that. And, and so, you know, you have to be, a, and it's hard. I mean, we've had to make decisions that, you know, it's just like, oh God, but, you know. I think everyone generally understands when we have to make those decisions. Right. It's just yeah, hard because do. so much effort goes into everybody on the team, everywhere, right? All the artists, the management to to make the show happen, then to not be able to do something. Yeah. Is, yeah. And when you're doing it once a year, especially for our event, and the artists, so. I mean, with the exception of the artist I was referring to earlier, the artist typically want to play. I mean, they're there, they want to do their show. They, you know, uh, Miranda was a great case in point last year. I mean, she hung out backstage until almost two in the morning thinking that there might be a window where, and we didn't tear them down. And, and she, I mean, it, normally as soon as you pull it, the, the crew starts tearing everything down and they're gone. And she was like, well, no, let's just ride it out as late as we possibly can. And finally, I think at one in the morning, we just said like, this isn't going to happen. And, but she was a gamer and she was in it to win it all the way till the end. Nice. You know, yeah, so, awesome. that was I cool. think we were lucky with Lakes Jam with the whole Tesla deal, just because the lightning had been going on forever, but there were no ground strikes within right. what 30 miles or something for two hours straight. There was yep. never any ground strikes. So yep. otherwise, if there had been any ground strikes anywhere, um, I think we would have been done. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Then we would have cleared the yeah. bowl and got it. I mean, those stages are ginormous lightning rods, you right. know, oh, um, yes, yes. The, you know, the, the beauty to the lakes jam stage is that it's, it's a trailer stage. So it is on rubber and, you know, yep. so it, it's, it's a, a better grounded stage than some of these isolated structure stages that we have to deal with. Um, but still, yeah, I mean, is, if that lightning's hitting the ground, it's lightning and wind rain, you know, people always think, well, it's going to rain. So the show's going to get canceled. Rain won't, typically cancel a show mm -hmm. um but lightning and wind will so those are the things that we have to you know really keep an eye on how far out do you do you book because we were talking about how um lakes jam is really before a lot of like the busy season for music festivals so you know you're always probably going to have lakes jam as one of the first ones yep. but after that you know it's it seems like every weekend around the midwest there is a there is a festival so how do you determine what you're going to book and what you're not going to book. Um, you know, it, it, it really comes down to, unfortunately, it comes down to logistics. You know, what what can we physically do? Um, because it's a lot of, as you know, it's a lot of stuff to move from area town to town. And it, if you have a festival loading out on Sunday, which most of them typically do, well, we typically load in on Monday. So it, it really, where, where we go next is determined by where we can get in that, you know, you roll out of halfway or, or Lakes Jam at, at five, six o'clock, seven o'clock Sunday night. Um, where can you get to 
sure. you know, to be ready to load in at six, seven, eight in the morning, the next morning. So, gotcha. um, yeah, so we've had to turn some down that it's like, Oh God, I wish we were doing that I one. Know. But you know, um, but yeah, it, so it, it's more, most of everything in my world is determined by logistics. Gotcha. Yeah. I always <laughs> wondered, I mean, we see this setup in about two days of the whole thing and I'm like, and then the teardown of course too. And I'm like, I wonder where they're off to next or they got to do the same thing and, and stuff like that. But also, yeah, it's, it's, um, semis, you're not yeah. like flying this stuff, yep. you know? So, yep. and it, you know, and, and in the world we live in right now, you know, uh, trucking is expensive and, mm-hmm. you know, fuel and, and, and labor is a nightmare. We've been dealing, you know, our, the, 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 the single biggest cost that's going up year after year is, is labor. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, you would think it would be all this other stuff, but right. you know, the, the actual cost of the pr- production is, 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 creeping up, you know, a little bit, but not bad, but labor is what's all of a sudden we're having to pay these guys so much more to get them there. That's been uh, tricky. I don't, I think we're going to do okay this year, but last year was a pretty big jump from past years. Yeah. I think it's close to a hundred thousand dollars on stage, audio lighting, Mm -hmm. whatever, just to bring that in for, yeah. (laughs) For four days. Yep. You know, and yeah. Uh, Ken, I've told you this before too. And I know Sam and even Isaiah last year got to see it, but we've, since doing these music festivals, we've appreciated so much of the stage and, and the management and the people that work back there and how hard they're working. And it's like, we didn't, you, everyone sees the performer go on at the time. Nobody sees what happens behind stage and all of that stuff. And, and Sam just looks at me one day, we were at Lake Jam last year and, and Tommy was running around doing this and you were backstage running and I can't remember who the exact act was, but everyone was so focused on getting their stuff done and I'm like, this is like awesome to see, like everybody doing their job at a high performance, you know? So. Yeah, it's it's a, I mean, it's a choreographed, we refer yeah. to it as a choreographed ballet and it really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, again, going back to, you know, putting five acts on that stage and that stage, although it looks- And big, do it three days in a row. Right, right. and doing it three days in oh, a row. Really four. Four with, yeah. The, yeah, with the opening night. But, you know, it, that stage looks big, but in the big scheme of, of festival stages, it's one of the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. And- um so you know we it's it's a lot to try to figure out and it, you have to have a plan you can't just wing it right you know? and uh, and you know and then sometimes you know so that you guys will know this when there's a, a changeover going on you know we try to as politely as we can get as many people out of the way as we can so that because you get stuff flying around yeah. you know risers with drum sets on them and, and all this stuff and and uh, and guys are in, in a hurry and trying not to hurt themselves or anybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. So I learned something new, uh, what you just said earlier. I didn't realize that the stage came in on semis. Yeah. That uh, stage is a, it's a, a semi-trailer. Semi yeah. yeah. I, I, have, I have yeah. no idea. Yep. That's a sense like a transformer. It's a semi. It pulls what? up and then yep. all these hydraulics come out. The top goes up. Everything spreads out. Yeah. Then they need a whole another semi for all the extra pieces that get added to it. Yeah. And the wings and the and yeah. the docks and all that. Yeah. But you guys should come out on on yeah. on the Monday and, and and film that. It takes about three yeah. hours to turn to, where to turn it from a semi truck trailer mm-hmm. into the initial stage itself before we do all the extra construction it takes a couple three hours but you should come out and film that and and, yeah, and, yeah. and do a time do lapse, a time lapse yeah, yeah but that's always one of my favorite just because i know all right it's on you yeah. know when i sit yeah. there because i'm out there and there's yeah. usually not many other people around and yeah. just yeah. <laughs> watching that and i'm like ah that's kick ass yeah yeah so. earlier that morning ken and i are walking around with a spray paint can putting marks yeah. on the ground 
we got to, we got to line the front of that stage up. So it's yeah. like, so that we get the angle, right? So you have the right viewing from the condos yep. and then from VIP and then where the VIP fencing is going to go and where the reserve seat fencing and where GA is going to have so much, we're laying it all out on the ground, painting it all out. So they know. And yep. every year, fortunately, these guys are, they like market in their phone, like GPS from the year before. So mm-hmm. it's gotten to the point where we're pretty close. Pretty right close. When we get yeah. there. Yeah. And, so, and I know, I know. And then that, the barricade layout for your festival is different than most uh, the way you do that run out for vip so and we, we we ended up having to redo that a little bit this year but i got it right I, i've got all better notes now so i know exactly how that's supposed to go next year until you find out we're changing like right eight yes yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it starts all over then, then then all the notes go out the window yeah. uh, all right tommy so another fun question for you um of all the acts that you have never got to produce for who would you really, if you had your choice to bring an artist in and put on an event, who would be your choice? Uh, you know, I'm that's an, alive today. Still. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say I'm an old school guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, immediately when you said that the first thing would be Led Zeppelin and yeah. I've gotten to meet all those guys. Um, again, the Robert and James or Jimmy are fans of my dad. So they would come to shows in England. Um, but, but, you know, of, of acts that are out there working right now, um, you know, I, I would, it would probably be, God, that, that, that's a really good question. Um, in, in the rock world, I mean, I, I would love to do production on a Foo Fighters show, you know, and, and it, just because I'm a huge fan, I'm, oh, yes. you know, and, and, um, and, and yeah, so I, I think that, that would Foo be, Fighters. although it's a lot of production, you know, you, those bigger shows. Um, I did a thing last summer where I was consulting for a, a venue on putting a new stage in, and I came in and... Um, uh, Dirks Bentley's uh, Luke D- Dirks Bentley's tour manager was there or production manager he and I and then this guy Charlie um, and I'm not going to remember his last name right now came in for this thing and I didn't really know who Charlie was and then Luke kind of told me as we were sitting down to this meeting he's like you know he's the Rolling Stones production manager and, um, and holy cow so <laughs> I, I talked to him for a little bit and 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 I you know I know the Stones I've been around that world but it, you know talking about doing that job I was like no thank you <laughs> You know, because I mean, they have three stages jumping and, yeah. you know, and, and it, it, it's, yeah, but, but the Foo Fighters, if I could do one, I, w- I would love to jump out with those. So you're saying bit. you're going to get a deal for us at Lake Chair next year? That's, uh, that would be the goal. Yeah. <laughs> if I could land that it. gig. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, they would love it. I mean, we'd have to bring in a much bigger stage. Yeah. You know, they probably like drifting too. Yeah. They probably do. I yeah. would think those, I, th- I would think you'd see those guys all over the grounds. Put them on the back of a few water cross sleds and have yep. them race. Yep. Lawn yeah. Lawnmower racing. So they had a, they had a show. Three years ago, Dave Grohl, it's the year he broke his leg or yep. his foot, and they had a show at the XL. And afterwards, even with a broken leg, it's two in the morning, he goes across the street to the bar, yep. uh, that little wild bar right there, and everyone's going crazy, and he's like having fun, taking pictures, and it's two in the morning, so it's bar closed. And he goes up on their little stage and does another five songs. And yep. it's like, those are the kind of people you want to like meet in this industry, in this world. So that's, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. We did. I, I went to the last uh, Food Fighters show at the XL, which would have been after that one. Yep. And uh, Rami Jaffe, the keyboard player, is a friend of mine. So we went down and hung out with him and got to hang out backstage. But that was that's awesome. Dave had blown his voice out. And oh. he did. I don't know if you saw a video from that show. He did the show and it was rough. I mean, yeah. he, but he, it was the last show of the night of the tour. So he did it. Uh, so he wasn't hanging around much. But but Rami was there and Nate was there and, and uh, Taylor popped through a little bit. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. So Foo Fighters 2024. There you we did, go. You did not hear that. <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You did not hear that. <laughs> this is not breaking news. <laughs> if you thought Dirk's Bentley was expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you ever dealt with the uh, or with Motley Crue? 
I have, yes, on uh, both with Motley and with Vince. And uh, I, I actually know Vince really well. Um, Vince is a he's he's a well intentioned dude, um, but yeah, he's a handful. Um, <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah. seems to be a mi- mixed message yeah. coming message yeah. coming across. Yeah. Here. I, I try to be nice, but no. And I like I like Vince. I like him a lot. He's okay. a good guy. But it, you know, they, they, coming out of that world into this world, mm-hmm. I think, has been a little bit of an adjustment. Maybe. Yeah, I ask. It's a little, sort of personal. We just got booked by them out in Atlantic City at yep. the Hard Rock. We do a lot with them out there, and it's testament pro- and, to you guys' business. Well, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And it's more about like I'm just a really nervous because it's Motley Crue, and I'm. I said, uh, can the band manager know we have a call with him next week? I said, I will put a drone up there where any of them can smack the drone with a guitar if they would like to. But I watched some of their recap videos from the last few years, and it's the most pyrotechnics indoors that I've ever seen. Indoors, too. Yep. Like, yep. And they, they're still freaking out out there. And it's like it's so awesome to see. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a little nervous for that one, to be honest. I've never yeah. been nervous about a, a show. That one I am a little bit. Yeah. They, they, you know, they're, they're rock stars. And, yep. and, and so they roll like rock stars. And, and, you know, it's a good camp. Yeah, it's them and uh, Def Leppard. So that'll be, that'll be a fun night. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's cool. And, it, and I love hearing these stories. I'm glad Ken brought you on for the first one because... He's, he told me, he's like, Tommy's going to have the stories. It's going to be perfect. And he wasn't wrong. Man. Yeah. Well, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm not as young as I think I am. You know, I sit back, I'm 56 years old and I still think I'm like 32 or yeah. something like that. But, um, but I've been doing this a long time and it, it's been fun for me because I've been on all, and still am on all sides of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, the summertime now is pretty much strictly production for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do very few performance shows in the summertime just because it's really hard to switch hats from being a player oh, yeah. to being a you know um and and you know i last summer i had eight i did eight weeks of festivals in a row mm-hmm. and it, and those weeks are 100 hour weeks for me so wow. you know by the end yeah. of it boy i was just i had wow. four days off and then we went out and did six weeks on the road with our own show and yeah. it was oh man by the by the end of october i was done <laughs> Um, Isaiah, I know you get that same question that Ken just asked. You get to see the person you would have wanted to probably see this year at Lakes Jam with Hardy. But is that probably your top bucket list one? Uh, as far as shows? Just shows, yeah. Um, that you haven't seen? Yeah, I would say Hardy is definitely the biggest one because I've gotten to see some of... Uh, well, he's already seen Skillet. So. Yeah, that's yeah I've seen <laughs> Skillet. No. I've seen Skillet. I've seen Garth Brooks. And then the one big one was Zach Brown. Yep. Yeah, he's been they're, my, they're growing awesome. up, he yeah. was my absolute favorite. But right now, it's definitely um, definitely Hardy or uh, I would say Jason Aldean. Okay. Yeah. Too. What about It'd you, Ken, then? One. Back to you. Who's your number one you, dream artist to book for Lakes Jam? I don't know. I Oh come on! I, Get out I, of the politics so here. Just tell us. I, I, I really, I'm, I'm really excited for Hardy this year. I've, I've yeah. never done a meet and greet. I've never even purposely tried to meet anyone backstage. Right. But just for whatever reason, I'm drawn, yeah. drawn to him. So I, I think for this year, I think Hardy's definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely the one. Um, the, back to Zach Brown. They have, and, and Tommy, this is sort of for you too. I was surprised to see how many band members they actually have. Oh yeah, I think there's like nine of them up on stage. Yeah, it's a and big show. Even the fiddle player. I think he was playing the fiddle or the violin. One of the two um, was so talented because that was oh, the yeah. cool thing of their encores. Each one of them got to do their own song. Yep. And I remember that like like it was yesterday. And well, I, I think that, that was, was really when Zach cool. had to take a step off the stage. That's right. He was yeah. Having vocal issues. Vo- yeah. Problems. Yep. And the, the last time I worked with them, I've worked with them a few times, but the last time I worked with them, his voice was tired. And 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 yeah. So I mean, the whole show they were it, it was really cool. Because yeah. they just threw it around from guy to guy, yeah, and they and, just did covers. Oh and yeah, and it, and, and yeah. it was like a bar band show, you know, for yeah. thirty five thousand people. But and the crowd <laughs> was eating it up, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I think their fans, you know, I, I think their 
might be the most likely, um, especially in the kind of country world, to have like a Grateful Dead kind of thing yeah. going where they really get people following them around. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the the crowd that was there that yeah. night was all about seeing this different stuff. You yeah, know? and and yeah, it was it was fun. And they're just you know they're such, the, every one of them they're, mm -hmm. they're the from the crew to the guys in the band, just the nicest mm -hmm. people, right? Um, which is awesome. So. Yeah, Beastie great. Boys. Beastie Boys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. So I had to think yes. about it for a minute. Yes. I just really could just go see a show. Because yeah. I, honestly, I haven't gone to a lot of concerts right. in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. I don't like sitting in a seat. I don't want to do right, right. concerts. Yeah. So, so I've done more festivals over the last several years. But before I got involved with Lakes Jam, I would hardly ever gone to, yeah. I've maybe been in 10 concerts in my life. My so wife, my wife, Beastie Boys, yeah. though, I would love to yeah. see Yeah, that would be awesome. My yes. wife hates going to shows with me um, <laughs> because I'm just, I'm no fun. You know, yeah. I, I, I've got way too much energy. I talk about sitting in a seat, you know, sitting out there and it's like, I feel like I'm at work for one thing, yep. you know, and then I can't help but notice how they're doing things and how I would maybe do them different. Oh, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> so we went to a couple of shows at the ledge in, in Wade Park, which was great. I mean, it was, it was fun and, and uh, they seem to have it together over there. But yeah, and then my wife was just like, you're no fun at these things. I'm, I'm not taking you to shows anymore. I'm like, great. <laughs> rather That's be at so home. Oh, man. Well, I wish we could talk all day. We got to wrap this one up here pretty soon. But, Ken, is there any more? I mean, we're so excited. Once again, we're excited this is starting. Um, we're excited Tommy was the first guest. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before we sign off of our first official Lakes Jam show? Just big thanks to Tommy, Tommy V, Jeff V, Thomas Cabot, Rockhouse Productions for everything to do for Lakes Jam and for making the trek up here during the weather ah, today was, to, great. to get on here. And yeah. thanks to Blaze Airless and Local. Yep. for everything y'all do. Yep. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, and I would also just like to really thank Ken and, and the La the whole Lake Jam crew. When when Ken talks about this team, I mean, great, great people. And and it really does take a group that big to run an event like this. Um, it, but I will say this, and, and you, I know you don't like hearing stuff like this, but Ken is amazing at what he does. And, and I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here with him. Um, like I said earlier, I do these things all over the country. And, um, and, and it's very rare to find somebody... Uh, with as much passion for what he's doing. And that's really the key is the passion. I mean, you know, we're all good at what we do, or we, at least we like to think we're good at what we do. But but it's that passion that separates you from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And you can just tell that this festival has a lot of heart in it. And mm -hmm. it, in, in, it, in every way that this festival runs, you can just see the heart in it. And, and it's that's not something I see, and so I appreciate that. Yep. You know, it's definitely fed through our whole ownership group and everybody we have working there. The team that's just been developed over the last five years has been pretty incredible. Yep. For sure, for so, sure. Yeah, on behalf of Listen Local and us at Blazer and Isaiah and Colton with the Woods to Water crew, we are so stoked. Isaiah, let's let's close this bad boy. Wall to wall and I still ain't sold out.